0: Hello and welcome to Lunch With Lee, I'm your host Shane Lee. Today on the show, Robbie Farrar, a former Australian and Lebanese professional footballer playing 303 first grade matches for the West Tigers in South Sydney. He represented Lebanon on seven occasions, New South Wales 16 times and wore the green and gold in eight tests. Away from footy, he loves his cooking, wine, travel and is an NFL and EPL nut. And Rob Shahidi, an Australian-Lebanese actor, writer and stand-up comedian. He's appeared in Fat Pizza and is a co-creator of the TV comedy series, Here Come the Habibs. Away from stage, he represented Australia in Schoolboys Rugby and is a mad Parramatta supporter. And Tahir Biljic, an Australian comedian actor, writer of Turkish descent. He wrote and directed the most successful live stage show in Australia, Lord of the Kebabs. (laughs) And Straight Out of Compo, which is one of my favourites. He's also the co-creator of Here Come the Habibs. He's a golf nut. And a former school teacher. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Lunch with Lee. Today on the show, Robbie Farah, Welcome, Robbie. Pleasure to be here, mate. And Rob Shahady. Welcome, Rob. Yes, thank you. <laughs> And Tahir. Welcome, to Is it true you don't have a surname now? you just
1: one name. Yeah, like, we, on I just saying sure, When you get yeah. to
2: my level, you drop the surname. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you, Robbie, eventually, if you just go Robbie, yeah. like, like, when I say Kylie, we know <laughs> that's who you're talking you know about. you I, made it. That's you right. You know, exactly,
0: yeah. Now, yeah. Tahir, um, we, we spoke just before coming on air um, the other day, and um, and you said we probably should call this show Two and a Half Lebs. <laughs> what
2: <do you> <laughs> well, I, I am of Turkey. People think I'm Lebanese, like, yeah. you know, and... Uh, because uh, I hang around right. Rob so much that's the problem right um, and I, kn- I know look I was glad you mentioned the union because he he will weave that piece of information no matter what like Rob yeah. you know Shahidi uh, what sort of food do you like well when I was playing for the uh, Australian School Boys
3: <laughs> it's always been weaved in uh, no you know why he's jealous don't be a hater why he played touch footy at West West Touch yeah. you
2: know what I mean hang on, hang on New South Wales I represent New South Wales in touch footy his, his
3: glory is he, he played with Benji Marshall before he was in the NRL, but anyway. What's your claim to fame, Rob? What's my claim to yeah. fame? Yeah. Heaps. I don't know,
1: Look, tell us. Australian Rugby well, Union. I know, I know union. them, but we want the listeners to hear oh, it. That's what Australian that's what Rugby
2: yeah. Union.
3: And, and Lebanon International. Ex- Lebanon international. 11 11 uh, was it the World Sevens? Sevens, yeah, yeah. That was the. That was probably the first Lebanese rugby league team, I guess. I yeah, yeah, that was so, yeah, the first 97? one. So yeah, we that kicked Coca-Cola it off. What, what position did you play? It was Sevens Rugby League. Sneaky halfback. Sneaky, yeah. So I played Union. Yeah. At St. Pat's Strathfield, yep. and then got looked at there and, and made Aussie schoolboys and New South Wales and under-19s and 21s and so on. So while I was playing, when I played Australia under-19s, I get a call from a guy named Ray Dibb. He goes, hey, mate, we heard you played for Australia. Yep. Would you like to play, be in the Lebanese squad? I said, yeah, sure. all right. Yeah. So it was beautiful.
0: I loved it. And Robbie, you're off to coach the Lebanese um, football team in the upcoming Rugby League World Cup. I am. I'm, I'm assistant coach. Uh, yeah. Speaking of rugby union,
1: our, our head coach for the tournaments, Michael Checker. So, currently coaching the Argentinian mm. rugby side, but also coaching the Lebanese rugby league team. And myself and Matt King are his assistant coaches.
3: I played against Michael Checker. Tough man, yeah, yeah, tough. He's been a tough man as a coach too. I think
1: yeah. he's been really good to work under. Actually, he yeah. um, he obviously his background's in rugby union, um, so he's he's really lent on us for the tactical side of rugby league. But you can see that you know, there's a lot of things that transfer between the sports when it comes to you know, effort and you know, teamwork and culture, and uh, he brings a lot of that. So it's been a pleasure to work under him. I'm looking forward to, to going over to the UK for you know, hopefully you know, five weeks, six yeah. weeks if we make the quarters. And who do
0: you, who do you play first? We got the Kiwis
1: first up, so oh, yeah, okay. our, we're in a group with the Kiwis, uh, Ireland, and Jamaica. So the top two teams will go through from that. So you know, I dare say the Kiwis will, will qualify, and it's a shootout between us, Ireland, and Jamaica.
2: Who, who's the bigger game? Ireland is that the the, the, the big match? You'd say so. Uh, you
1: know, yeah. Jamaica will be. We're pretty good there. They'll be. A lot of their players are based in England. Yep. they play uh, in the local competitions in England. So yeah, they'll be decent. But you'd like to think we'd, we'll both beat Jamaica. Uh, so it'll come down to the winner of be, Us in Ireland. We'll you, and Ireland will qualify second and go Shane, through.
2: Did you ever think to be a Lebanese rugby league team? Like even him saying that, like, what's no. the difference coaching? Like, how do you coach a?
0: Well, that's my. Yeah, I was going to ask that question. Yeah, yeah, like, like yeah. What, what, what are the tactics going in? How do you bring that culture in? Like, do
3: you do, you, do get do aggressive? We, do we pull the wheels off the cars and put them on bricks before the game so they can't gets to the match? What, what, what are we do? One thing you'll see, well, like I noticed, and with the Lebanese, and you see it in the Samoans and the and the Tong, it's the yep. passion. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's what. That's what when I watch. Robbie played in the last World Cup, which I loved it. And I'll tell you, I will well, we backstage, I think we we're in um, Brisbane, and we we're about to go on stage. And I didn't want to go on stage because they were playing Tonga. Tonga I think in the quarterfinals, yeah. yeah. And, um, mate, it's passion. Yeah, I love it. That's the difference. It's yeah. like it's like the the feel you get with origin. It's yeah. what these guys are yeah, playing I, with. I made my debut for
1: Lebanon as an 18-year-old. We played the first ever game in Lebanon, and uh, it was a, a full international against grown men. I was a young kid. Um, and from that trip... Yeah, there's something about putting on that Lebanese jersey that just makes you feel like you're 10-foot tall. Yeah. You know, the passion comes that. out in you. Um, and like anything, when you when you play with passion and something you care about, it, you you go above and beyond. And I was only talking about it the other day with, with some of the guys in our squad. And I said, look, it doesn't matter how many NRL players we got. You know, once you go over there and you're representing Lebanon, you'll play beyond what you think
3: you can play. You know what? When we were growing up, we... Like, the Lebanese flag was never flown. When I say that, like, when you're growing up in the 90s, there was Italian flags everywhere. Sure, yeah. You went to Norden Street, Leichhardt, uh, the World Cup, soccer. The Italians were everywhere. You, yeah. you know, the Greeks. Yeah. We didn't have anything. So what that's changed now. Yeah, but what we had were rugby <laughs> league teams. So we put mm. our heart into Bulldogs, yeah. St. George, Parramatta. And that's where we put our passion through, through those teams. And now... Uh, this, these opportunities, it gives us a chance now to fly the flag. I think we're really lucky to grow up in a multicultural society. I know I grew up down the south
0: coast near the steelworks. My dad worked BHP his whole life. And um, so a lot of Yugoslavs. And, but, but my gang at school, it was, um, it was uh, Pavan Vadat, who was the, the, the Persian. He's, my, he's one of my mates. Tony Costa, who was um, from Portugal. I had Michael Munt, the German. And this guy, Tony Blackmore, He's the Aussie, right? And we're playing the front yard cricket. My dad came out and said, "Fuck that Tony Blackboy. He's, a bad, he's, a bad, he's a bad news. I'll feed the rest of you mates. The rest have got to go." <laughs> so it's, um, it's a great upbringing, but um, it, it's funny now. It's uh, I see that different cultures go through different periods. So there's, there's always a spotlight on someone. Um, it's, it's, it's bad, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we've passed that yeah, negative spotlight, yeah, um, yeah. which uh, you know I do stand up about it. You know, in the yeah. '90s we copped it, and now it's like. Yeah. It's I guess when the new migrants will cop it now.
2: <laughs> well, the, co- the comedy is definitely changing. Like we we um, I did something about like the uh, Lebanese people can't swim.
3: <laughs>
2: Half the country are on my back through Facebook. Really? I said it's not about you guys. It's about the, the Lebanese people in Australia. They do, they didn't quite understand it. Eh? No, yeah. yeah. It's we're surrounded by the Mediterranean. I did something like on um, Vietnamese accent, which I love. Right? I grew yeah. up with Vietnamese mates, and the Vietnamese you know the clip went viral. The Vietnamese loved it. Who was offended? Non-Vietnamese. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're offended. But why are you offended? Like, the, the Vietnamese love it. Like
0: the, That would annoy me more. Someone yeah. someone trying to defend you when you don't want to be defended. I know. Like And comedy is definitely true. We, yeah. We're a lot more
2: careful these days. It, it, it's not open slather anymore.
0: You'll be out of a job soon. You've got to, to be careful. Like, politically correct world we live in. It'd, so. it'd be a robot You can't joke it. about anything. I know, I would mm. say, you yeah. can't call it Lebanese bread. It's got to be bread and Middle Eastern appearance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of your jokes, isn't it? Robbie? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. That's why I did a double take. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's
2: what I was saying. He's heard
0: yeah. it. So, Robbie, so um, the West Tigers, mate, you're, you're back into coaching um, next year. You've got the dream team back together with Sheen's. And, um, and the only way's up, mate. The only way's
1: well, up. Well, I thought that. I, I thought the only way was up. And then someone made a point to me uh, the other day and they said, well, you finished 16th this year. Next year. The Redcliffe Dolphins are in the competition, oh, so no, you could possibly no, finish no, 70. No, so the only way isn't that.
0: Well, there is one spot further to go down next year. But, but Benji, com- Benji comes back, back. Benji comes back and yourself. And yeah. um, how are you going to recreate that? Because it's, for me, it's very different as a player, right? As a player, you have control. You can, you can bring a culture and an attitude towards your, your team, but you can actually do your job. On, on the field. Yeah. But when you're a coach, you've got to sit back and put all your trust in these guys. Yeah. How are you, how are you going to find that? Is yeah, that's
1: you... going to be the hard part, obviously. Yeah. And look, all we can do is, I I guess, in part, our knowledge and um, our passion for the club. I think uh, the biggest thing that we bring to the club now is, is your DNA. Um, yeah. And that's something we've probably uh, gone away from in the last 10 or so years. And um, there's been that disconnect between players and fans and people involved with the club. So I think this galvanises everybody, uh, the, the feedback's been unreal, you know, everyone's uh, really supported the decision and there's a at least there's a clear plan from the club now uh, yeah. in the direction we want to go in and bring my, uh, myself and Benji back under Tim um, with a plan for Benji to take over as head coach in the third year and uh, there's a clear plan there, um, hopefully we can attract the young kids to continue to stay at our club, we're obviously a development club and um, we've gone away from that in years where you know, some of the best players playing in our Roll Tigers juniors, but they're not wearing the Tigers colours. You know, I can I can rattle off a whole yeah, team I for know. you so when you when you think of you know, the James Tedesco's and the Mitchell Moses's and let let go. Th- there's a lot there. Yeah. And, you know they should be wearing our colours. And um, you know, we we are a development club. We've invested a lot into that, and that's going to take time as well. That doesn't happen overnight.
0: But uh, at least we've got
1: a plan in place, and, and we've got to be patient with it. One of
0: the things too, I think that's encouraging is that and you look at North Melbourne in the AFL, they have been on the bottom of the table but the membership's gone. It's increased. Mm. The Tigers supporters are so loyal. There, record, memberships record, record memberships. Record yeah. memberships and that, that's got to be, yeah. uh, if you explain that to the players, what they're actually playing for, that's got to be a real positive.
1: Yeah, it is. When, when you think of you know, not having played finals in 10 years, um, you know, wooden spoon for the first time in our history um, but we've still got record memberships. You could just imagine what it would be like when we start winning. Yeah, can't uh, wait. You know, there are Tigers fans everywhere. You'd be surprised how many Tigers fans there are. Up, you know, and going back to the Balmain days and the West Magpies days, there are so many Tigers fans out there. And once we start winning, um, they all start coming out of the woodwork. But having
2: said that, Robbie, you want players to put in, right? Like, yeah. I don't understand players that like, oh, go, you know, it wasn't my day. That one of the last games at like Oval, big yeah. crowd turned up, forty in at the half time. Yeah. yeah, how can the players not fire know, up? Yeah, like the the, the 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 fans have turned up. Mm. They're there. Even though, how have you gone? How do you not turn up?
1: Yeah, I think, look, personally for myself as an athlete and and teams I played in, I always pride myself on never getting beat on effort. Now, you can come up against a better team on the day. You know, there might be, you might might get some calls go against you or a bit of bad luck, but you never want to walk off the field saying, the other team tried harder than us. And that is something that, you know, I will, you know, personally, my coaching sort of um, identity will be, yeah, we never get beat on effort. Yeah, because at the end of the day, and the, t- and the, t- the t- yeah, effort it doesn't free. cost anything, and, no. and you don't need any talent. No, you, know, you don't. Whether you're talented or not, yeah, y- you can still put in effort. And, and the and the one thing the Tigers fans really respect, and you know, there's been games we've lost at Leichhardt Oval when I played, but as a team, we've busted our ass and had a dig, and the fans will clap you off the field because they appreciate that. Win, lose, or draw, if you bleed for that jersey, they'll love you. And there's been times in not only this year but in previous years where, as you said, you know, fans will boo you off the field or
3: leave at halftime because they don't see the effort. They, and, and they that's, see it. They yeah. see it through it. But so you're from the old school. Oh, I'm looking at, and I've always, I, I think there's a problem coming through in Australian sports with the new culture of young kids yeah. and because firstly, you know, everyone gets a participation award, and mm. there's that. never one winner, and. Yeah. So we're teaching this. Everyone's sensitive. Yeah. you know, I, I don't know, mate. There, these new teenagers, yeah. say the teenagers coming through now, they expect everything. Mm. They're going to be millionaires in their heads yeah. in, in one year. They're not, they don't know about that hard work. Well, that, they don't hurt when you lose. That's yes. the thing.
1: And I see it with the young generation
0: Is a now. Where, Is it
3: just a job? Yeah, that's how I
0: think it is well, everything's so fast paced right everything's fast food fast this fast that yeah. like, you can be, as you said be, me overnight And so if, plus, plus loyalty's gone a out the shot. window whereas yeah. Yeah,
1: when I grew up and guys like Benji we, we wanted to stay together to play for the Tigers and we took less money to, to stay there and we were with all our mates and it meant something to you you'd lose a game and it hurts, you'd, you'd, it hurts and you'd be cranky yeah. whereas now Mate, you see players on the field, oh, and I hate it. You see, you lose oh, a game, you see point. players with the opposition <laughs> smiling and joking, and that then was you my next point. take <laughs> a selfie. Yeah, you, you get in the sheds, and they got music playing after a loss, I hate and it. I'm there, I'm, I'm twitching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
3: twitching on Whereas
2: Shane, I'm different to that. We've
3: had this debate, Ty. yeah, it, yeah, yeah.
2: Cause I, yeah, and Rob hates it, right? Because he's you know, he's seen the old ways, and, and I understand what he's saying, Rob. Right, but my argument today is, look, the game's finished, right? Yep. Be a sportsman. Kids like to see that. I don't want to see – once a game's finished and I see players angry, hey, how about doing it on the field when the match was on? No, I don't, mean angry. Angry. I don't yeah. mean angry. But how about having that energy you, when it, they were something on the line? Mean it yeah, should something. Yeah, something, yeah. Once a game's over, yeah. it's over. Yeah. Like yeah. Okay, you can no. be angry, you can be sad. Yeah, it's not going really, to the result. Really, you
3: should be walking off the field crawling. That's because you've given it 110%. You know, was, uh, We had that chat with James Graham. He was one of the few that would just walk off dirty. You could see that when the log because we worked at the when When they lost, he was dirty. Because if you're a fan, let's say the Tigers fans, yeah. they're losing, getting flogged week in, week out, and then the fans are so dirty and, and heartbroken, but they're seeing the players all just cheering yeah. and yeah. laughing after uh, did yeah. Leave it for the change room. Yeah, we're you've got to find like, that
1: balance. So I probably I probably went to the extreme where I was yeah, dirty yeah, for were, too yeah. long yeah. after a game. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd be cranky for it makes days. go don't, harder next week. Though, I'd go home and my family you don't talk to Robbie for a couple of days. or my, like So I probably went to the extreme where... Yeah, you do at some point have to let it yeah. go and move on to, to the to. next week, but not yeah. that soon after full-time. Yeah, well, <laughs>
3: yeah, but that's why he's a professional, and that's how he went further in his career than probably a lot of players. Yeah, out there. Because he-
2: my, my thing is, like once you've, the result's over, it's over. Like that's my thinking, right? Yeah. And, uh, but I just think, get angry while the result was on. They like save it for then. Like, so, you know. so
0: Tahir, that's a really good segue into my next question about you. Um, you were originally a school teacher in Bankstown, right? <laughs> yeah. So, imagine you're, home, imagine you're going home after a day, day of schooling. Could you let it go then? And, and, and how'd you go from that into comedy?
2: Well, comedy for me started uh, when I was a uni. Just I used to cle- Even in primary school, I used to do the sports reports. That's how it all started. Right. i throw some gags in, yep. crowds laughing. And then next, you know, before I'm doing it every single week. <laughs> like, and, and when I was doing it, it was a Beverly Hills North public school, yep. right? And when the, the sports reports were on, and I'd be up, there'd be this energy in the crowd hang on, something's gonna happen. Like, and uh, I'd do stupid jokes, you know, either oh, crowd were on their feet because there was no chairs, primary school, huge roar of laughter. Like, um, and then I'd be experimenting just as a, as a year five, year six kid. One week I get up, there's expectation, I did just I did a straight one. All oh, right, and the crowd was like, well, what, "What? Nothing's <laughs> <I'm> happening."
0: <confused. laughs>
2: just that was my brain just thinking, like, "I'm going to muck around with them, like, play around." And that's where it all started. Started like doing comedy, uh, collecting a lot. I love comedy always, and then I found out about open mic night while I was at uni. That was it. I thought, "You mean anybody can get up and just do it?" I was there straight away.
0: I want to take a quick break now. We're at the um, the Oaks Hotel here in Neutral Bay, and um, it's always a fantastic. This is the sort of place, if you don't like steak, don't bother coming. (laughs) Um, So we'll be ordering the steak today with probably some oysters for a starter, some bread wine, and of course, no brine beer to wash it down. Let's get started. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC,
4: just a phone call away. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the OSHA Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well managed and data driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osha Group online at theoshagroup.com.
3: What about you, Rob? How did you Oh, I was the accidental. Accidental, really? yeah. Even just meeting this guy, right. here. and yeah, yeah, so we.
2: I he made like, me his first gig is like uh, sold out at Enmore Theatre 1,600 people <laughs>
1: he doesn't he doesn't even worry about open mics Rob well I, I actually dabbled in comedy too yeah and yeah dabbled, but then Tahir told me I had no career in it so <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, yeah it, so it was brilliant it, so Tahir uh, had this idea to train up a couple of NRL players and yep um, it was you and someone else me and it? Jamal Alessi yeah, I think it was, it was yeah yeah so Enmore Theatre show. Theatre sold it out it was one of the scariest things I've ever done it in my be. life I was absolutely shooting well, myself what was one of your jokes you do it now we came up well, Tahi obviously yeah. helped with. Yeah, um,
2: he some good ones. Yeah, so some good ones. It laughs. was like, oh,
1: you know, I grew up being you know, half Lebanese, half Australian. My mum used to pack me a you know, Vegemite and Lebanese bread for that. Like, <laughs> <you know, and laughs> just jokes, yeah, jokes like that. You know, um, you get some cheap laughs. But yeah, man, honestly, yeah. I, yeah, I respect these boys because you know, playing footy is one thing, but getting up there in front of a sold-out crowd and trying to make them laugh. I, I was, I, I remember I smashed
4: about
0: eight. November.
2: I remember, <laughs> remember you smashing went out the drinks, stage because I was. But. Full respect, Robbie, because a lot of players will say no, but to get yourself out of the comfort zone and do something yeah. completely different is actually really – is positive. It's really – I think a lot, like, of, yeah, think a a lot of
0: sportsmen should, should do that. Just think of that. I think that's a great way to – Something different, yeah. To, um, the ability to be able to get up and speak in front of anyone's it's, it's a real
3: life skill, mm. and um, that's a really good idea. Yeah, so – But, yeah, going back to how I met Ty, yep. I was playing rugby, and, um, and 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 a friend of ours who was in the show was filming the show Pizza. Yep. Um, his name, his character was Sleek the Elite and he said oh, he said to my brother I was working on the building site with my brother he said oh listen they need a big ethnic guy for a scene <laughs> he asked my brother and my brother goes come along I said alright yeah. so we went and I remember going to SBS walked into Paul Phoenix's office yeah. and, uh, and my brother had to go first and then I went in and and the next I get a but call... But didn't
2: your brother have a go? Then Paul said, yeah, it was good. But what, what about this guy here? The yeah, yeah. big
3: bloke? Give him a go. So I had a go. He <laughs> goes, do something woggy. So I just... He just walked in.
2: Shut <laughs> 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 up. <laughs> sure. Who's got the cash? Who's got the cash? <laughs> did a few donuts out the front. Yeah. Of <laughs> so I, I
3: did it. I got the scene. And I did, I did this one scene. And um, I, I had to ad-lib a line. And... Um, and, and the line was... It was a road rage scene. One guy yeah. came out with a bat. One yeah. guy came out with a knife. And I was he goes, go to the boot. There's a bow and arrow. And pull it out and say something. So, so I said... Yeah, do you know who I am? I'm the Lebanese Rambo, <laughs> and it cracked up the set, and he, I loved it. You know, they loved it, and they got yeah. me back again. It was, and then I'm in a car with this next guy. He, so that's next next how it started.
2: My, yeah, next to him my partner. That's how we met. So he'd been wow. filming
3: the whole series with a, a Greek guy.
2: Oh mate, this guy, he was my partner, right? I and feel then,
3: sorry for him. I don't even know who he is. If did, you're out there, let me know. Oh,
2: <laughs> I, feel, I think about him because we did a scene in the lounge room, right? Yeah. And Paulie goes, "Okay," he goes to me, "He goes, you take the bong." And he, and he goes to the Grego, You take the kebab, <laughs> and this is my first scene too. And I was worried about what my mum was going to see. Sure, Let, who knows what we did? Like, all those things. I was having fake sex with Rebel Wilson with clothes on. All this sort of. What stuff. What about
3: the one you're smothered in peanut butter? Oh, you want to make it fake?
2: I <laughs> it <on> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: she's, a, she's a great guy.
2: so we still sure catch should. up with her, right? But um, so I said, listen, Paul. I said maybe uh, my mum won't be happy with this uh, bong scene. Yeah. And. He, what I found later, like you know, Paul was brutal. Like if he said something, he said, no, he can't. but he was, he was, he liked this. He goes, "All right," because you take the kebab and you gave the bong to the Greek guy. Gotcha. There so he have. was, he was sort of like starting
0: off his face and started. Well, that's why he's never worked since.
2: And then, <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't
1: a, a fake bong, like the fake sex. It was, it was a real bong. Well, <laughs> just the right. sex was fake. He, he was
2: on the couch, like <laughs> off his head, right? And they saw the scene. They go, "Oh, we're not. This is not working for us, right?" Never saw that guy again.
3: There you
2: go. Never saw him again. Oh, so it could have been me with the phone. So what happened
3: guy. was because they liked what I did, and then they thought, and in head, Paulie's head, he goes, you know what? He might work well with Tahir. So he's put me in, he's turned up thinking the Greek guy is going to be there. He wasn't. I was in that spot.
2: So this is breaking news, Shane. So this, know, we haven't discussed this. This yet, hasn't
3: really. gone to TV yet, this show. So this Greek guy now has been pushed because I've come through. So tw- tw- he's like the fifth Beatle member. He is. <laughs>
2: 20, <laughs> probably- 20 years later, the show's still going. Still going. We don't
3: do it anymore. We do our own projects. And we're then like we, we just clicked, and then we yeah. became mates, and then we wrote shows, and then we've done.
0: Guys' question about comedians: like often you, you meet, and you guys, I must say, you both exactly the same before we put the microphones on. But often you meet a lot of comedians; they're very different. They're very, they're very reserved. They keep yeah. themselves.
3: Well, what do you think that is? Oh. I don't know. They, they do have weird minds, yeah. don't they? Yeah, they're, they're, well, like, they're I, troubled souls. He, he's always wanted to be a stand up comedian. I, I'm yeah. accidental. Yeah. Like, I'm, I actually just, I'm more of an entertainer. I call myself an entertainer. Put me yeah. in any environment, yeah. I can probably give me a mic and we can do it. Um, he's so, passion. It's, I, oh, he's I passion? love stand up comedy. He yeah. loves it.
2: A lot of my mates in the except they've had like weird, they have weird. Um, thoughts and views they're conspiracy theorists
3: yes. you, know, you know genuine like a genuine DJ, conspiracy the yeah yeah Gen- <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and, and like I'll be honest like I've had an I've had a good upbringing it's been normal it's been loving there's no stories you know I don't have anything you know uh, so I think a lot of them have some troubled backgrounds like, and then they fall into comedy. And they, and they
3: hate crowds. They don't they like hate crowds. crowds. We, love, we, we walk in a room and we just start talking to everyone. We don't, because yeah. we,
2: we know it's not like, we, we've had a lot of like, tours and different stuff and movies and meet and greets and when someone comes, we say hello. Like you see, some of them they go, oh no, so, well, what are you in the game for? How do you think you're made of, a, you made know? it?
0: It's a really funny one too. Is you can't really be paranoid as a comedian because if someone starts laughing at you and you get upset about it, like it's really, really hard to make a career. Really, <laughs> and
3: then there's a lot of ego with like you know we're we're in Australia. It's not Hollywood, so you yeah, can't kind of, walk around like you're something. You know what yeah.
2: I mean? Um, and we recognise early like if if someone comes up to say hello, they're saying hello because of the shows we watch, not because they want right. to. We we re, we we get that, you know. Like and some people think. You know, like, when people in NRL, like, 18-year-old kid comes and makes it on the thing and all of a sudden girls want autographs and things, what do you think they're doing it for? Like, you know, if you understand that, then mm. you'll, be, you'll be a lot more level-headed.
0: It'd be nice to people. It's not hard, is it? Yeah. Just hold it there as we're going to take a quick break. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.
4: Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie. Sophisticated yet casual.
0: If you're enjoying this episode, maybe check out a previous one where I had another West Tiger on there, Corey Pearson and St George legend Mark Gasnier, we'd spoke about all things life and footy. Hey, Robbie, I, I know you like your cooking, mate. What's your, what's your best Lebanese dish? Now, I... Well. I I what, love my what, eating more than my cooking. Do but you? Well, no, what, I, love, I do love my cooking. One of my really good mates, a guy called Patrick Farhart, who is oh, yeah. a leader, I, I play fi- cricket
2: with Patrick Farhart.
0: Very good physio. Physio, yeah. The, heri- the, the hairiest man I've ever seen. I remember he, he walked out of the shower once with a white towel around him. I <laughs> Backnamara back tomorrow and said, if you, if you don't put a collar on, you won't get in. He like he had a jump ride.
2: If I showed how... Because um, <laughs> I actually played a bit of cricket with him, right? Yeah, good and guy. He was, he was friends with like some of my group, right? Yeah. But how competitive was this guy? Yeah. Loveliest guy. Like, put him on the cricket field. Okay, Pat. Relax. He's coming with his like bounces and swingers We're he all on the, over in the slips, right? Yeah. Okay, it's it's third or fourth division park cricket. This guy's trying to knock the guy's head off. Okay, relax, bro. Like we're you know we're, we're playing a team and we we are a successful side, but this is the sort of side we were, right? Catch goes up in the air, gets dropped. Yeah. We're all in tears. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we think it's the funniest stuff ever. Like, everybody's. And the batsmen stand there thinking it's the weirdest, like. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. like, someone drops yeah. and everyone's angry. Yeah. Like, we, we, we thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing. Everyone's <laughs> laughing. Like, if you. If you dropped the catch, it was just the. That's the sort of team we were, right? And the bass would just freak out. But Patrick's so competitive.
0: He's a good man. So He's a good Physio too. We called him Fingers. Um, but yeah, back to the cooking question. Mm. So you a bit of a cook? And do you have a do you have a, f- a favourite Lebanese dish? Oh,
1: my favourite Lebanese dish is a uh, dish called Kusa. So wow. it's uh, the stuffed zucchinis with uh, rice and meat and tomatoes, cooked in a tomato broth. It's also done in uh, like a yogurt. But I don't like that one. Just a don't tomato. You, no, no, man. just a what's, tomato. What's the
0: one? Oh, I'm a bit of a cook. Is it called Samkehala? Yeah, that's Samkehala, a yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, it's oh, fish. Oh, with it's a tahini tahini that, yeah, With a teeny sauce over the top. Yeah, that's yeah, very nice. Mm. You do a bit of cooking too, I haven't? like my cooking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Can't you tell? Samkehala. What's your specialty? <laughs> oh, mate, I, I try and cook always Sundays at home with the family. I always, always cook. And I, I'll choose a cuisine and, yeah. and just sort of research it and, and, and cook it. But I, yeah, I like, but I was just growing... My dad's a good gardener, but I was just growing some kale for my daughter's got a rabbit called cinnamon. That's another whole story. <laughs> so I'm growing some kale because it's four bucks four bucks at the IGA. So it's bloody yeah, yeah. organic kale. I need to grow some. And I was growing some um, thyme for, I like mushrooms on toast on a, on a, on a weekend, yeah. and some um, tarragon. So I make a, probably the best bernet sauce ever, oh, yeah. in the world, right? Anyway, my wife never gardens and I saw her pulling out these weeds and she said what are you doing she said they're not a weed that's my target <laughs> <laughs> so I've only got kale left now for this bloody wow! nightmare anyway so that's another discussion now um, I just want to ask a, a couple of questions I ask everyone on the show um, the same question advice so Robbie i ask you first if you had a young boy or girl that want to go into rugby league as a career what advice would you give them Oh, I know it's probably the
1: cliche answer, but there's no substitute for hard work. Yep. You know, I was never the the best player in my age group growing up. There were kids more talented than me, uh, but I was obsessed. You know, I just wouldn't take no for an answer. And, um, you know, I say it to, you know, I've got nieces and nephews, and a lot of them have finished school, and they went into the HSC, stressing about their results. And yeah. I said, look, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a number on a piece of paper. Yep. If, if you want to achieve something in your life, if you want something bad enough, no one can stop you from doing it if you put your mind to it. So uh, I was like that as a kid when it came to rugby league. I had a million people tell me that um, I, w- I wasn't good enough or couldn't do it. I, d- I never came from a, a rugby league family. I went to a rugby league school, but I was just so determined and I did everything possible to make it happen. And um, you know, the kids that were more, more talented than me didn't make the sacrifices that I did um, and I just went past
0: them. So... Yeah, just it's simple and it's cliche, but yeah, hard work. And and Rob, um, a young boy or girl wants to go into the world of comedy. What advice would you give them?
3: Well, world of comedy or acting, um, yeah, or 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 writing. Yeah, I give this advice a lot. I always tell them to have a keep acting or comedy as a serious hobby. Okay. And find it like have a a career. Go to uni. Go to TAFE. Whatever, but do something else because, mate. There's a lot of actors in Australia and a lot of comedians, but there's not enough opportunities. So, you know, I I think if some people, a lot of actors out there just sitting, working in cafes, hoping for the job to come through, and there isn't enough out there. There isn't enough work. You can become a comedian uh, and do the open mics like Tahir did, but it's... There Tahir, are, well, how, how many comedians can you, you know, famous, making a living out of it? You know what I mean? Not many in Australia. Not many, yeah.
2: It takes time to become full-time, but my, my thing would be, like, people want to say, oh, I want to become a stand-up comedian... Unfortunately, with his job, there's no other way but getting stage time. It's like a pilot, right? You've got to get stage time, get exposed to different audiences, situations, elements. Um, and acting-wise, get, I get that a lot. People come up, hey, I want to become an actor. And I question back, I say, so what have you done about it? Nothing. You, you, you've done any courses? No. What do you think? Someone's going to come and knock on your door and say, be in this movie? Okay, you've got to do something about it. I say, take action. That's always my – take a course. Join a local group. Do you know? Get up and uh, you saw, saw Robbie's like passion. Yeah, you know, be focused. You know, do something about it. Take the, that's that's what I say. That's
0: really good advice. Now Robbie, you, so you're working with the company called Barclay Pierce Capital, um, who are a sponsor of the show, and um, so that, that's out of your comfort zone, working with a corporate advisory business, but yeah. on the events side.
1: Um, yeah, both. so I'm a brand ambassador for yep. Barclay Pierce Capital. Um, obviously, I. Uh, Sort of through my career was important for me to set myself up financially. I think uh, it's something that a lot of athletes neglect, and it's probably an afterthought. You know, once they retire, but you know, you, your career only lasts a, a short time frame. Sure and, does. Um, you really got to set yourself up. So that's something that, um, from a very young age, I focused on, and now on board with the boys at BPC, and um, you know, really encouraging uh, athletes to to sort of get involved and invest their money and set themselves up financially, so that um, you know. They're secure once they
0: retire from. They do from invent, rugby they in their
3: poker machines. They? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, well that's but, the issue. Like the, the average length of any sporting um, male or female across the globe, across all sports, is only four years. That's the average. Yeah.
2: But hasn't cricket changed a lot like these days? Yeah. Like because We're before some serious cash now. Now there's like there's tournaments everywhere. You don't have to yeah. represent your country anymore. Mm. Honestly, like, well, just...
0: that that's a real big issue because currently what, you, what you're seeing now is that these um, you've got the Indian IPL these. Yeah. these very wealthy Indians owning these now satellite tournaments and they're trying to contract cricketers to sign central contracts, which means they won't sign for Cricket Australia in the future, which means Cricket Australia don't own the, don't own the, the players then, then they don't own the grounds, they don't own the media, they're in real, really big trouble. So Someone's got a clash, right? Someone's got, yeah. got a break there, yeah, yeah. I'm really, really worried about that. Oh, one, other, one other quick question, yeah. um, NFL, you, you yes. said you liked your NFL.
1: Big NFL fan, uh, EPL fan. So um, the NFL sort of love came from uh, I went to a Super Bowl with a mate of mine back in 2016. And, you know, from that we uh, started up a company called 247, where we sort of recreate that experience for for punters from Australia or around the world that want to go over and, and go to these bucket list events like a Super Bowl. I, I, I love you boys. Um, That's a great yeah, company. I so company. I've been, been to four of them now, Super Bowls and we do Formula 1s, we do all the EPL soccer, all the sports around the world so it's called 247 and we sort of create these bucket list experiences for our clients so... Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty uh, nice line of work to be in. All my mates are pretty jealous. I'm like, hey, mate, you, you didn't come up with the ideas. So yeah. don't hate no, what, a,
4: what
0: a great idea. It's a bit like me uh, coming up with the, with a podcast over lunch. Get paid yeah. to get <laughs> it. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And talk shit. It's brilliant, <laughs> I love it. Now, I want to finish with, um, it's footy finals next week with the prelims this weekend. Uh, who are you tipping at the grand final and who's going to win? Rob? I think we're going to get
3: a Parramatta... South's grand final Wow Wouldn't that be huge And I feel Penrith Are going to bash South So yep. it's going to Advantage Parramatta this, wow. The Parramatta Cowboys Game is not going to Be so physical I think this pa- South's Penrith Is going to be a So 986 was the last Time they won I think Parramatta And I remember That and I remember Being at the opening of Paris Stadium When Queen Lizzie Drove past me And wow. waved at me Yeah Did she? She, she was there At the opening She flirting with you She wants me yeah, Well, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Too soon, Rob. Too soon.
3: Well, have you seen the funeral? He said, <laughs> he said she wanted me. I <laughs> don't oh, no, Relax
2: with that. I have Your English visa just got
0: cancelled. Jeez. So well,
2: here, who's going to win the footy? The, 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 the funeral. They're still, <laughs> <laughs> They're still marching. still marching.
3: How long was that march? I went I to bed. I got up. They're still marching. You know what? I felt sorry. Those guys with the big hats, the big, like, looks yeah. like hair. Yeah. A couple of guys, it was going over their eyes. But because they can't break out a routine. Mm. For sixteen kilometres, <laughs> yeah, and every now and then it'd come back to that same yeah. guy because he was near the royal family.
2: <laughs> but you how will see? I oh know that's the, and and how fit do you have to be just part of the party? Yeah. Yeah, you want to be part of the party, what an honour, yeah, march for 16 kilometres.
3: And, like, and, and they couldn't even the preparation? scratch, couldn't scratch ah, it. Like if no they were couldn't even pull out the mobile phone. Like, yellow <laughs> and have what, a
0: look. What would the Lebanese sort of ceremony would have been like? A royal sort of, well, <laughs> Drums, a food. Of pomp, the, the poms do pomp and ceremony very well. They but do But what, what would well. the Lebanese one be like, do you think? They would have shot guns in the air. <laughs> for, <sure. laughs> for some, some reason, they love in the
3: air, do air They do it at weddings in Lebanon, in the Middle of the carriage look like? They shoot in the air. It's a stupid tradition. Where here we do, our tradition here is doing burnouts outside the yeah. There would have been a burnout for sure. I don't know how that's become a tradition. I don't know what
1: level of weddings you're going to, but I've never seen burnouts. <laughs> nah, oh,
2: maybe no, out west. It. Maybe out west. <laughs> oh, where do, where you do, do you live? South- Parramatta Parramatta
1: way. <laughs> mate, don't talk to me about where I live. Tahir now is from the northern beaches. Yeah, that's mm.
0: true. He's seen the light, oh. haven't you, mate? And he
3: can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. When I, when I walk
2: around Manly somewhere, people go, Hey, how are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, relax. What do you think? I'm just, I'll go back, back back to Bankstown soon.
0: <laughs> but Robbie, Robbie he, he's, he's, he's going to win the footy. I think, yeah. Yeah, just, can okay, I just yeah.
2: say, my grand uh, tip is um, the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> New South Wales Cup, that's the one I'm watching.
0: Okay. Uh, versus right.
2: uh, the Panthers.
0: Panthers. Bulldogs are oh. win
2: in the grand final against the, in the New South Wales Cup. That's my grand final.
1: Okay. Who do you think? Penrith for me. Yeah. yeah. The whole best team. Yeah. Been the best team for three years. It's
0: going to be hard to beat. If they beat themselves, that's the only way they'll lose, but clearly looked good coming back from that spell, and they, they all looked pretty fresh, didn't
1: they? Yeah, well, I think the suspension sort of probably worked in his favour, and then mm. same with Lui, yeah. you know, doing an ankle for six weeks, probably freshened him up after origin. Yeah. Um, yeah, Penrith, Cowboys, I think the home ground advantage, a week off, it's so big during the finals. But I think Penrith would be too good.
2: Cool. before Shane, before that we did the Queen stuff and the and the footy stuff. We just dated this podcast. But like before that, it was like this. pot Like what we discussed could have gone.
0: <laughs> you could ever. So next like, year. You could play ever, next evergreen year. Evergreen content. Yeah, yeah, so maybe yeah. we can
2: cut that bit. Like Dan, he looks like he knows what he's doing. Look Maybe <laughs> Dan's
0: maybe, pretty good.
2: Yeah, we want everyone to share this to get on the get, get on the podcast and share it. Like Rob, just his cousins alone. Like
0: boys, I want to thank you for coming on lunch with Lee. We're gonna have. Uh uh bite to eat now at the Oaks um, Neutral Bay but thanks for coming on the show Robbie, Rob and Tahir mate thanks guys I sure? awesome thanks we're, guys
2: we're at the Oaks but really we're yep. going to El Jumma <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's it for Lunch With Lee this week. A big thank you goes out to our guests, Robbie Farah, Rob Shahady, and Tahir Biljic. Thanks to our sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital and O'Brien Beer. Make sure you hit follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, and do us a favour, hit five stars, and if you're there and you're passionate, please leave a review. Our official Lunch With Lee photography was done by Felicity Kelly Portraits. You can find on Instagram, Felicity Kelly Portraits. And thanks to our producer, Dan McHugh. And we'll be back with some more legends to talk about sport, music and business on another episode of Lunch with Lee. We'll see you then.